Welcome to Off The Hanger, the fashion podcast where we delve deep into our guests' wardrobes, finding out their favourite fashion pieces and the stories behind them. This week's guest is incredible personal stylist, Lisa Gilbey. Now, Lisa's got an amazing podcast called The Style Stories, and you might want to check it out because there might be a familiar face on there. So have a look at that after you've enjoyed this episode. Lisa, thank you so much for being on Off The Hanger. It is really lovely to talk to you this morning. I'm super excited to have a good rummage through your wardrobe. Now, you are a fellow stylist, but also a fellow podcaster, and I am really keen for you to tell us all about your podcast because I think lots of the people who watch and listen to Off The Hanger would also really enjoy what you do. Oh yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat to you today about my wardrobe. It's been a bit of an eye-opener actually, going through the questions and going through my wardrobe this morning. Yes, I do have my own podcast, which is called the Style Stories Podcast. I'm a personal stylist based in London. I work with professionals one-to-one on their wardrobe and I run the podcast as well. And I started the podcast around five years ago with a hiatus in the middle due to COVID, obviously. Um, but I started the podcast because I was fed up of reading lots and lots of guides in magazines that just said, you can wear this over 40, you can't wear that over 40, you should do this over 40, you know, you mustn't do that. And, you know, just they were not representative, I think, of me, most of my friends, my clients. And it seemed that they were just turning out the same guides, you know, a one size fits all approach. And so I was talking to my girlfriends about it. And one of them, she just said, you've got to start a podcast. You know, you're a stylist. You work with women, real women with everyday lives. Why don't you talk about this on a podcast? And I was just aghast. I never would have thought I could have a podcast. And she literally got her phone out of her pocket. We were in a cafe. She just said, let's do it now. No time like the present. And she hit record And that was five years ago. And since then, I've created hundreds of episodes. I've had lots of amazing experts on the podcast. We've hit number eight in the UK charts. And I'm always in the top 20 in the UK in my genre. So it's amazing. It's been an amazing journey. I love it. That's incredible. And I do think you're right. I have a real bugbear with the idea of fashion rules. I think it's just nonsense. And I think the older you get, the more rules apparently there are. And like, why why are we having more rules as we get older? That seems ridiculous. There shouldn't be any rules. Fashion's about expressing yourself and having fun and wearing things that make you feel great. Exactly. And, you know, and it's the same thing they've been churning out for years as well, particularly the, you know, the capsule wardrobe guide that you get. Everybody needs a crisp white shirt, a pair of loafers, a trench coat. I don't need any of those things. Yeah. You know, and it's just, they've they've been turning the same thing out for years. It's far better to find your own authentic style, and that really is what the, the podcast aims to do. And I think it's such a waste because people are really led by those guides. I know that I've previously kind of gone down that route of going, "Oh, what are these like ten must-have items that I have? I have a trench coat. Do I ever wear that trench coat? No. Is it going in the vintage pile? Yes, it is. Because it's just not my style. I just don't wear a trench coat. I always feel like Inspector Gadget every time I wear it. Exactly. I, f- I find those clothes boring because I'm not classic. And these items are classic pieces. And yes, they speak to people who are classic. And if you are a classic dresser, you will love a pair of loafers. You will love a freshly ironed crisp shirt and a trench coat and you know all, all of these classic pieces. If you're a bit more avant-garde like me, a bit more quirky, you know, maybe like you, Emma, as well, then 
they're not going to speak to you. They're not going to resonate with you. So why do they churn out these one-size-fits-all guides? I think it makes people panic more because they think they should be wearing those things. And then it makes them feel bad that then they haven't got these things in their wardrobe. That's it. So I think it makes you feel more lost. Completely. And I think it is that idea of them just trying to speak to as many people as possible. So they go with the safest possible option. These are the safe pieces that everybody will like. And it's actually, well, no, because we're all individuals. And yes, I appreciate that, you know, magazines and blogs and things, they can't speak to every single individual, but just being a little bit more open-minded with their content of, you know, this is the brightest, boldest print that you should be buying right now, rather than here's the classic black suit, yawn. Yes, but it's it's you know it's more than that. It's like this is what everyone needs in their wardrobe. Yeah. It's like we don't to have a wardrobe. You must have these pieces to be stylish. You must have these pieces. There are different ways to be stylish. You don't have to be classic to be stylish. You don't have to wear classic clothes as you get older. You don't have to, but people believe that they should because they get past a certain age and they think right. Well, now I need to get that trench coat. I'm you know. I'm 45, I need a trench coat, you know, it's so, or I need to suddenly start wearing a red scarf or, you know, whatever. It's just, no, it's just far better to learn about yourself and what makes your heart sing when it comes to style. Exactly. It is about, it's about embracing that individuality. And were you always into fashion? Did you love fashion as a child? I absolutely loved fashion and I, I started my first job ever was working on a market stall, you know, selling dresses and all of that when I was kind of probably 14, 15, really, really young. And I did go into fashion initially. I've always been passionate about it. And I think, you know, it comes from my mum because my mum always, uh, she is a classic dresser, my mum. So we don't have the same style, but she just always looked so put together. And, you know, you always look up to your mum anyway, don't you, when you're little, you know, she's the most beautiful woman in the world and everything, you know, I adore, I still adore my mum, of course I do, but it was just really her fashion and her sense of style that really had an effect on me, I think. And do you have an earliest childhood memory related to fashion? Is there a piece from your wardrobe you can remember? I would never forget the piece ever. It was basically, my mum bought it for me and it was, so it would have been probably early 80s and uh, Rara skirts were in fashion. So I think they've come back since, but she bought me this white rara dress. It was a white dress, and then it had two, three ruffles on the skirt, the rara, and it had red piping around each ruffle and red piping around the sleeves. Oh my God, I loved it. I just used to hang it on the door and just stare at it. <laughs> just literally, I don't think I'll ever forget that dress. I think that was the first time, and I think I was about eight. It was the first time I'd really worn something that made me feel great. Brave colour choice as well for an eight-year-old. To go for one. Yeah. I can't imagine it staying clean. Wasn't it a dress for best or was it a dress that you could just wear? Oh, that dress for best thing. Yeah. I know. I think it was a party party dress. So it would have been going to friends' parties and things like that, or maybe when we went to church on Sunday, I'm not sure. But it was it was definitely um yeah, white. Oh my goodness, you can't go anywhere in that. I just had to I just had to hang it on the door and look at it, I think, most of the time. But that's it. I think some that fashion things are just bought to be admired there's definite pieces in my wardrobe when I think am I actually ever going to wear that no. I'm not sure but do I love it and just want to keep it so I can look at it yeah I do yes. <laughs> what would you say is the oldest piece you've got in your wardrobe 
So the oldest piece is probably so there's there's oldest as in vintage, but there's oldest as in oldest item. I have got this Chloe coat that is up in the loft, so I couldn't I couldn't bring that today, but my husband bought it for me. So it's a Chloe coat and I wore it to my first son's christening, which was 17 years ago. So it's you know, it's quite old and it's got a pink, it's floral and it's got like a pink ribbon that ties and it's Chloe. That's beautiful and that's old. I do have this doubles up this dress for a couple of your your questions I think today but it's it's vintage 60s 1960s cocktail dress the colors incredible yeah the color is amazing like it's really really beautiful and it's got a lovely sash at the back that sort of goes I'm not putting in the camera so it, it's a high neck and then it's got a sash that falls down the back and it's very fitted that's from the 60s, so that would be the oldest thing. Oh, my goodness, that's incredible. And do you get to wear that often? I actually wore it recently because I went to a black tie event, which I do not do often. And if I'm being really honest, there's hardly ever a time I get to dress up. And I've worn that dress to two events, both of which have been black tie. Um, and it's perfect for that sort of event. But they are rare. I mean, you wouldn't wear that anywhere. It's pretty dressed, it's pretty dressed up. You know, you couldn't wear it down to the pub right we could you could if you wanted if you wanted to turn some heads but um yeah most of the time I'm I don't get to wear it sadly but I I love it I absolutely adore it oh, it's gorgeous such a great color what's the piece in your wardrobe that gets the most compliments okay so it's still that dress I'm surprised I was gonna say is it that dress <laughs> it's that dress honestly it's I mean I have worn it, so I've only worn it to two things, but I literally have people coming up to me when I wear it saying, and, you know, old school friends, the guys that I used to hang out with when I was sort of 18, going, wow, that colour and, you know, all of this, and just girls coming up to me saying, where did you get that from? And it's just, I think because, you know, I do colour analysis and I'm a, I'm a spring, so I think the colour is just perfect, but also the shape, because I'm hourglass it really works for my body shape as well. And it's unique too. So it's, it ticks a lot of boxes. So it really stands out. It's all glittery and glamorous. Yeah, so that definitely gets the most compliments. Oh, it's gorgeous. What an incredible piece to have found. Where did you find it? Was it in a vintage shop or did you get it online? Or It was a vintage uh, stall. So near me in, in um, Beckingham Palace Park, they do vintage fairs now and again. And you just go down and there's a couple of vintage vintage sellers there and she just had this dress. I was like, I have to have it. I mean, it has got a red wine stain on it because it's lived a life. Yeah. It's been to many parties since the 60s. You can imagine it. That dress has been to a lot of parties. So it has got a red wine stain, but you can't really, you can't really see it. And I still love it. It's yeah, it's all good. These things have lived a life. Like you say, they're full of story. Yeah. It's had its adventures. You know, exactly. it's, it's got a few war wounds along the way, haven't we all? <laughs> it's got tales to tell. It's got a lot of tales to tell. <laughs> exactly. Now, do you spend quite a lot of money on your wardrobe? Do you have a most expensive piece? I was thinking about this and I don't. So I am not a handbag shoe person. So I wouldn't, you know, I don't have, I'm a trainer girl through and through. Largely, it's due to my job because I'm on my feet a lot. But actually, I think inherently I am a trainer girl. I'm a boots girl, trainer girl. So I wouldn't have a pair of Jimmy Choo's, for example, or Manolo's. I love them on other people. I admire them. They're gorgeous and beautiful, but I wouldn't wear them. I don't, it doesn't fit my lifestyle, any of those things. 
bags again I'm not you know I've got a lovely handbag but I don't have any really sort of higher end except for I have got a mulberry that my husband bought me a few years ago but because it's so heavy I don't use it it's it's the satchel one it's um so it's that one it's, you know this thing I don't even know what that one's called but the bag itself before you've even put anything in it is really heavy so I find it really cumbersome so I don't it just stays in the bottom of my wardrobe, unfortunately. So I don't, I spend, I would say I spend a lot of money on clothes, but I don't have really individual expensive pieces. I spend more on pieces now as I've got older. So I buy less, but higher quality. But when I say higher quality, I'm talking sort of maybe something from me and M, for example. Yeah. You know, so a pair of trousers might be £200. I would probably spend maybe £300 on a dress now if I really loved it. I wouldn't have done that a few years ago. But then I won't, you know, I'll wear that thing to death. And I, I honestly feel like I wear everything in my wardrobe now. So it's more it's more about getting, you know, being more mindful about what I buy as well. And I think that's where... Advertisers and brands really miss a trick because it's women of our age who are willing to spend and invest that bit more on their wardrobe, yet so often they just present us with the most boring pieces. Yes, yeah, it totally. And it's that there is a there's a there's a gap in the market. I don't know if you remember though a few years ago, Mary Queen of Shops, you know Mary Portas. I absolutely adore her. I'm such a fan girl when it comes to her. She speaks so much sense. She's amazing. She does amazing podcasts as well. But she she did a range for House of Fraser, which was aimed at women over 40. And it just felt it. I think the problem I've got is if you tell me something is for you because you're over 40, I run for the hills. Does that make sense? So I'm, you know, I want to be able to just to go into shops and find things that I like and wear those. I don't want it to be marketed specifically to me yeah. because I'm a certain age. Yeah, um, I was. I just think be, um, I had a guest on the podcast recently, and she was saying that actually all her most fabulous, most fun pieces that she loves in her wardrobe all came from kind of like teenager shops. So shops that are specifically more aimed at teenagers and a much younger market, but she just loves their pieces because they're really fun and really unique. And if she went into a shop that was, you know, a bit more kind of aimed at the more middle-aged woman, that everything then starts to be a bit black and a bit boring. What I need in my life is the combination of somebody who is making the right cut clothing for my older body, not my skinny 20-year-old body, my more, you know, I've had a child body, but still really fun things. Like, I love loads of pieces in Zara, but I need the rest of the top. I can't, I don't want the crop top. I need the rest of the top, but in that fun print with that great shape, but just not cropped. Please give me the other half of the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I do feel the landscape is changing massively at the moment and you know my local jigsaw for example not that I buy much I don't really buy much stuff from jigsaw it's not my style but um they're closing down in Dulwich Village and you know I've lots of shops are closing down because of the big move online so it's actually harder it's a lot harder to shop like you, you would be able to pop to the shops 
and pop to the high street and get a few things, you know, the different shops catering for different people and different tastes and ages and all of all of that. But they've closed down, lots of them. So it's all online. So it's really difficult to find, you know, brands that speak to you. I think that is worth spending time doing is to sort of find brands that speak to you because they're going to be designing things that are going to, you know, you're going to want to buy. So I do love a lot of me and M personally. Um, I find the price point is has is quite high, but I enjoy a lot of their stuff because it's it's smart, but it's still a little bit funky as well. You see, for me, that's where things like Vinted really come in. When I find brands that I love, but that are that slightly higher price point, I always just set up Vinted watch lists and go, right, what can I find from that brand in my size? It might be a few seasons old. It might be pre-loved. It might still be new, but it's actually more affordable. But you're right, the opportunity to go in and actually try things on and figure out, does this brand make the right shape trousers for me? Does it make, you know, sleeves that are going to be the right length? I think that's something that's really important. Yeah, it's that trying on thing is, is important because, you know, we, who wants to be traipsed into the post office all the time if, you know, you buy something and then it, it doesn't it doesn't work. That's the problem with online shopping. I do love a bit of Vinted, though. I love – I'm really getting into Vinted. I'm upset. I got my son of North Face coat on there recently for like £200 less than it is in the shops. Brand new. You can't go wrong. I just so, love it. And I, I really need to just stop talking about Vinted in every podcast because I – well, in fact, I'm not. I'm just going to approach them and ask them to sponsor because in everything, at some point, I will end up talking about Vinted because I just love it. <laughs> What's the newest piece you've got in your wardrobe? Oh, okay. So um, I've got these – trainers because I'm a trainer girl so these are Adidas gazelles and uh, I love the fact that there are platforms this is like a new thing so I love the kind of camel gum platform contrasting with the black suede and I just think I'm going to wear those to death with jumpsuits with with uh, my jeans you know dresses everything and they're so comfortable I've worn them out already so my Adidas gazelles they're they're new um, and also I got I've got two new things. I got this. I'm very pleased with this. This is Mango Sale. Um, and it's like a cute little patterned quilted jacket. It's versatile. Literally, that was in my vintage watch list. <laughs> oh, really? How funny. Why did you literally missed out on one? I found one and I was watching it. It was in my watch list. And I was like, oh, I'm going to buy. I think I might buy that. And then I didn't buy it. And then I got a notification saying it had sold. But I love that piece. It's so good. It's just like Isabel Morant. Yes. I mean, the Isabel Morant jackets are £350. This was 40 quid in the sale in Mango. And it's it's very cropped. And I'm quite tall. I'm five foot seven. I'm not super tall. But, you know, I think it, I would like it a tiny bit longer. But I love it with jeans. I just think it adds something a bit interesting. So... I'm very happy with that purchase. And I love that it's reversible. I love that you get the two different prints with it. I think that's really cool. I'm all for pieces that are multifunctional or really versatile that can be worn in lots of different ways or are reversible so that you've got those different options to, you know, get the most out of them. You get more bang for your buck and that's always good. I always think, yep, get your money's worth. It's reversible. I can wear it in lots of different ways. So I love it. Are you quite sentimental when it comes to the pieces in your wardrobe? Do you have something that you would say is your most sentimental piece? I am generally not sentimental. I'm quite um, sort of throwaway, but you know, it's that that's obviously not 
not good. I'm not into fast fashion. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I don't. I think because I'm not classic as well, I don't have loads of timeless pieces that I wear again and again over years. That's a real sort of classic person's perspective and way of shopping. I'm quite a magpie. Mm-hmm. So I, I tend to, you know, anything sparkly, anything like that. And I have to sort of, you know, rein myself in and and not be so impulsive. But I have got to this, which my mum and dad bought me. And this is basically one day they were shopping in Asda and they went to George at Asda, which, you know, does the clothes. And they saw this cardigan and it, it's got a fur collar and they just bought it for me for no reason. I went down to see them. And my dad has passed away now and um, they gave this cardigan to me. And I just thought it was such a cute, sweet thing for them to do. It was just, they saw the fur collar and they thought Lisa will like that. They bought me this cardigan. I wouldn't have bought it myself probably, but this is a really special piece to me that I just will never throw away. So that's my sentimental piece and anything my husband buys me as well. That's so sweet though. I love when somebody else buys you something and because it's not just the act of buying it, it's the love and the thought that goes into them buying it. I always think that when guests talk about, you know, their relationship between themselves and their mum and their mum would dress them up and, you know, have kind of treat them almost like a little doll. But I was like, but it's the act of love that goes into that to spend that time and have that thought for another person that you want them to look their best and you know, dress in a way that they really like and wear things that really appeal to them. I think it's such a lovely story. That's what makes it really special to me, definitely. I mean, you know, it's just something that when I'm cold, I, I put it on in the winter and feel cosy in it. But it's, yeah, it's it's that feeling of love that I get from it. So I'm definitely sentimental about that. So lovely. Um, now, what would you say is the piece in your wardrobe that most sums you up? Okay, so I've got this dress. Um which is, oh, it's fallen on the floor. Hold on. It's a silk dress. Um, so I've got this dress here. Now, this is from Queens of Archive. And it's Queens of Archive do vintage-inspired dresses. Um, they only they only do a small run of dresses, so they're all fairly unique pieces. This was about £300. It's got um, angel sleeves, so it's got these big, kind of statement sleeves that are quite 70s the color is just perfect it's short I love I like getting my legs out I know I know I'll be told I shouldn't do that because I am well over 40 so um I shouldn't do that but I love getting my legs out so I do and this sums me up because it's it's a party dress and I'm I love parties I'm very sociable I like dancing and I like the 70s I like vintage and I like a bit of glamorous you know feeling glamorous in my outfit when I go out so that's my favorite dress and it's also I think that would sum me up as well such a great piece it's so bold I love the colors love the print and I am always here for a statement sleeve definitely can't get enough statement sleeves absolutely it just elevates everything I'm all over a statement sleeve do you have a fashion faux pas or a wardrobe malfunction that you would like to share because I think When we see people, particularly online, and particularly we think of stylists, we always think that they're very well put together and that these disasters never, ever happen to them. And I am breaking down that barrier. I am the queen of a wardrobe malfunction. So would you like to join my club? I can join your club, definitely. Everyone has had wardrobe malfunctions. I've got lots. I was thinking, 
God, what are my wardrobe malfunctions? I think overall, my my I've got like a general one that I am always fighting, which is my inherent natural style personality is casual. I am a natural scruff bag. I am just scruffy, scruffy, scruffy. So I, you know, that's that's my go-to. So I'm always thinking, how can I be smarter? And as I've got older, I've definitely started nailing that a lot more. I've introduced a lot more tailoring into my wardrobe. I think every wardrobe needs a bit of tailoring to give you that put together look. So that's something that's just a bit of an umbrella faux pas for me is because that's my natural inherent style. But I have left the house with my knickers showing. I've left the house. I basically had, I was running for the tube and a very kind man ran up behind me, patted me on the shoulder and said, excuse me, he said, sorry, I'm not, he was all sort of fingers and thumbs and all mumbling and a bit nervous. You have forgotten to do the zip up on the back of your skirt. And I think my knickers were on show. So I think that was a huge faux pas as I was about to get on the really busy tube at Balham in South yeah. London with thousands of people. Can you imagine? Thank goodness for that man. He just he saved my day. That could have been awful. That was rushing one morning. And then another one, which is a really big one that I still think about today. So years ago, I used to, I used to work in banking. So I started off in fashion and then I wasn't really earning enough money. So I consciously went into the corporate world. I ended up working at Coots Bank in the philanthropy team there. And I did 10 years in the end, but it helped me to get a flat and all of that. It was the wrong environment for me. So I went back, I've had my business now for 15 years. So, you know, I've been doing the right thing for the last few years, but we had to go to this event. So I had to entertain clients and it was at a boat show. So it was like yachts because it was financing these big super yachts and things. And I said to the private banker I was going with, what's the dress code? He said, oh, you can wear what you want. You can wear jeans. Well, I turned up in jeans. Oh, my God. I was literally the scruffiest person there. And I felt really on the back foot the whole day. I just didn't feel confident. I felt really self-conscious, underdressed. I think it's better to be overdressed. I just really didn't feel good. It really knocked my confidence. So that is something I would say is always to pay attention to what you wear at work because that definitely ruined my day without a doubt it ruined the whole event you know I think dress codes is still that's definitely a faux pas of getting it wrong you know just underdressing for an event so it seems to be a bit of a, a theme here but and the other thing there was one more so I've got just one more but it, it's more of a feeling was uh the day after my wedding um I obviously went all out for the wedding amazing had a beautiful day the next day I didn't even think about the leaving outfit so I wish that I thought about that because I just left again in my jeans another example of me being scruffy (laughs) you see I am somebody who is perpetually overdressed so the idea of turning up and getting it wrong and being underdressed gives me the fear the absolute fear because I am always over I'm always the people who go are you going somewhere else afterwards I'm like, no, I'm just, I just thought this was what I'd wear today. Just, you know, that's what spoke to me this morning. So that's what I put on. I love that. That's so brilliant. You should just, yeah, people stop you and say, where are you off to? Where are you going? Nowhere. I'm just doing the school run. I'm just, exactly. I'm just wearing this fabulous outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Although on the school run, they do also deal with me in my running clothes, in my dog walking stuff. 
This morning I turned up in a huge ankle length puffer coat, massive walking boots covered in mud and a big beanie hat because it was raining and I just walked to the dog and I was like, well, school run chic, this is what we're going for. Exactly. You can do it all. Exactly. You can do it all. Tomorrow I'll turn up in something completely over the top and ridiculous and they'll be like, that woman's just mental. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my schizophrenic per- fashion personalities. It's got to fit your your lifestyle though. That's the thing, isn't it? You know, it's got to fit what you wear has got to fit your lifestyle, but also your mood changes all the time. We're never the same person twice. I think you are, when people say, you know, what's your kind of signature style? I think for the majority of us, we don't have one. So that's always a really awkward, difficult, weird question. I think, you know, one day I do want to wear a super sharp suit and be wearing tailoring. And then other day, I'm in hoodies and joggers and trainers because that's what I wanted to wear that day. I think we're all this real melting pot of different styles. And I think those very few people who do have that signature style that they wear all the time and it's really distinct, I think they're a real minority. I think the majority of us are a bit more chameleon-like. 100%. I mean, I think that's just another example of the one-size-fits-all approach. You know, it's like a signature style. Well, I would be so bored. What? So I need to wear a, a certain pair of trousers and a shirt combination every day of my life because that's my signature style. That just doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for lifestyle. It doesn't work for how we evolve as humans, how we our confidence ebbs and flows, our mood ebbs and flows. We may not have slept the night before because the kids have got us up or whatever, or so we, we feel like putting something cosy on. You know, it's it's... Yeah, I don't think it means that. I don't think it means exactly prescriptively wear that same thing every day if you're feeling like that. I'm taking it a bit to the extreme. You know, I think the thing is find your inherent style type and personality. So everyone's got kind of a core personality. And mine is casual, relaxed. You know, I just have to be comfortable. And then just just go from there. And I think it's it's worth working that out. Are you classic? Are you someone who likes tailoring? Are you feminine? Do you, you know, are you happiest in a dress? It takes a bit of working out, but then just stick to that. And, you know, that three word, the three word approach is um, being banded about a lot, but I find that incredibly helpful. So if you think of three adjectives that describe how you want to get dressed, how you want to look in your outfit. So mine would be feminine, relaxed with edge. So an example of that would be, I love wearing a dress, but I wouldn't wear that dress with with pretty little shoes. It wouldn't feel like me. I need to add some Dr. Martin boots to that look. I need to add a leather jacket to feel like me. Look in the mirror. Does this fit my three words? Relaxed, feminine, edge. Yes, it does. You know, that's that's a really, really good formula to help with outfit building and getting dressed day to day. And it's much more helpful than having this signature style because that's that that's that a rule, really. It's another rule. It is. It's another box makes- to kind of try and pigeonhole people into, which I don't think, you know, is what we should be doing. Um, yeah. Now, the next question is, what is your favourite pair of shoes? But I imagine for you it might be, what is your favourite pair of trainers? Well, I've got lo- I've got so many trainers, it's embarrassing. Not as many as my husband, though. He's got, he's got literally like a whole rack in our bedroom, full, like floor to ceiling of trainers. So I've got... Um, these, I do have a favourite pair of shoes because I'm making an effort to be smarter. So these are from New York. Oh, I love those. And they Very are colour again. 
they are velvet so they're like an ankle strap they are velvet burgundy platforms and they are a copy of Yves Saint Laurent velvet platforms an exact dupe and I I just they were about 30 pounds and they're really comfortable and any night I get a lot of compliments on these actually and any night out I have I will go I'll wear these with a dress I'll wear them with tights with little socks I absolutely love those and they're not they you can walk in them because they're platforms so I have got those um they're fabulous and I've also got this old battered pair of Russell and Bromley boots I've had for I'd say 20 years I've had them for 20 years they are they look a bit 70s I need to get them buffed up a bit but I just still love them and I still wear those with like a pretty dress so that would add the edge for my three words to my outfit but Russell and Bromley the quality craftsmanship they cost a lot of money but that's a good example of spending a bit more initially and they stand the test of time. They really last. That's it. Getting a piece that lasts, that's actually going to, as you say, stand the test of time. The style still works, but they've still got that lovely kind of feel to them. And actually, the older they get leather boots, I think the nicer they get, the more kind of worn in, they multi off feet, they age really well. Yeah, they just look great. What is the dream fashion item that you don't currently own that you would love to have, irrespective of cost and practicality? You can have anything. What would it be? It's the Chanel 255 classic flap bag. I have adored them ever since, for as long as I can remember. The chain, the quilting, just the the, the whole design of them. I mean, they're just beautiful. I was I was actually looking looking one up yesterday and on um, one of the resale sites, so the designer resale so- sites, I found one. It was £8,000, so it's £8,300. It's a really good investment. I can't ever imagine, though, spending that much money on a handbag. So this is my dream, dream handbag. If money was no option, it would be the Chanel 255. Definitely. And would you go for... Black? Would you go for the black leather? Which would you have? I'm thinking black leather, but I also really like the cream leather as well. I think that's beautiful with the gold hardware. I just think that's stunning with the with the strap. But I actually, I think probably I would play it safe spending that much money, and I would I would go for the black one because it's just more classic and it goes with more things. Fabulous. Love, love them. Just absolutely gorgeous. They're gorgeous. Now, to finish on, do you have a piece of fashion advice that you would have given to your younger self? So the fashion advice would be to spend some time as early as you can working out your style vibe because you'll just save so much time impulse buying. Now, I've I've said on here I'm a magpie shopper. Anyway, I'm an impulsive person. I get really excited about fashion. Fashion brings me joy buying clothes, wearing clothes, that feeling of having something new. You know, I'm sort of, you know, really into that. And I have to I have to pull myself back quite a lot because as soon as it's a new season or anything, oh, what's new for the season? You know, all of this stuff. So it would be be less impulsive, be a bit more mindful of what you're you're buying. You know, don't always need the next big thing, but also just spend some time working out your style vibe. Because when you know that, you can you can then ignore the things that don't work for you. You can get rid of that feeling of, I should have this, I should have that, I should be dressing in a classic way. You know, all of those things, you shouldn't, you don't have to. 
you need to, there are different ways to look smart. There are different ways to look sexy. You know, you don't have to wear a skinny tube dress, for example, to be sexy. There are different ways. As long as it's your style vibe and you exude confidence and you're comfortable in what you're wearing, then you will be sexy. You will be confident. You will be happy and you'll have a wardrobe that you love. That's great advice. Incredible advice. Thank you so much for being part of Off The Hanger. It's been really, really lovely chatting with you. I've absolutely loved it, Emma. Thank you so much. I mean, I'm usually, like we say, I've got a podcast. I'm usually asking the questions. So (laughs) to be on the other side, it's been refreshing and I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Brilliant. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, please remember to like, subscribe, leave a rating, a comment, a follow, and do check out Lisa's podcast, The Style Story, as well. I will make sure there is a link in the description.